Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm Dustin Roberts, your host, and for the next half hour, we'll be talking about how we can use our God-given creativity to reach others for the kingdom. We're made in the image of God, and so that means we all have a God-given ability to create. But what does the creative process look like for you? Well, to discover the answer to that question, Rabbi is going to be explaining the spirit of creativity and how we can use it to glorify the Lord. Our message is from our series, Apostolic Prayers, that Rabbi presented on location from Mount Gilboa in Israel, the Holy Land. So let's get started right now. I'm going to be focusing today in the book of Colossians. We began my study in the book of Colossians several times back. This is now the third episode on this particular prayer from the book of Colossians, chapter number one, verses number nine through 12. Now, very quickly, I'm just going to review the few verses that I covered to put it in context, hear the word of God. Paul writes this. He's actually writing with Timothy. Paul actually began this letter. He said, the apostle Paul, along with Timothy, that was his beloved son in the Lord. So let's begin reading now in the ninth verse as the prayer begins. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we, once again, when he says we, he's speaking about himself and Timothy, writing the letter to the saints at Collis. Let's listen again. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I just want to pray right now once again. Father God, in Yeshua's name, we come humbly before the throne of grace. We ask you, Father God, to give us knowledge of your will, that you'd give us understanding and wisdom concerning the knowledge of your will, that we'd not be wandering around in darkness. Father, that we wouldn't be spiritually insensitive, but Father God, that we would abide in the anointing by having wisdom concerning your will. And right now, Father, I release over those that are listening, over those, Father God, that are hearing the sound of my voice, I release over them and into them the operation of your spirit to give them spiritual understanding knowledge and wisdom concerning your will that we might walk in a way, Abba Father, that pleases you. Actually, Paul says that very thing that I just stated in the next verse. Why does he pray that God's people would have knowledge, wisdom, and understanding concerning the will of God? Listen what Paul's aim is. This is why he wants us to have this. He said, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Isn't that interesting? That Paul's desire was that God's people would walk in spiritual discernment so that they could walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Are your prayers primarily directed so that you can walk in a way that's worthy of your calling? Or are our prayers mostly about just us getting what we want in life, fulfilling our own ambitions, looking to the Lord to fulfill our fleshly needs? You see, when you look at the prayers of the apostles, their prayers were short to the point and they were focused on God's people knowing him and that they would live in a manner that's worthy of their calling. We need to take this kingdom mindset into our lives. We have to remember, beloved, listen, please. It's not first about us. It's about him. 
And this is how we need to reprogram our mind. Paul prays that our mind would be transformed by the will of God, that we wouldn't be conformed to this world, but that we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, let me ask you an honest question. Most of the sermons that you hear, most of the Christian books that are being sold, are they mostly about us receiving what we need from God so that we can honor Him and please Him? Or is most teaching and most books that are being written about how you can have all these things in God, a better life, a bigger house, more money, a better job, for you to be happy? See, there's a big difference. Jesus said we're gonna become happy when we become obedient. So I just want us to kind of get this mindset. When we wake up in the morning, we have to recognize we don't belong to ourselves. We don't belong to ourselves. The Word tells us that we should live for the one that lived and died on our behalf, that we don't belong to ourselves anymore. I remember when I was in Bible college back in the 1980s, and the president of the Bible college, he stated to the students that every morning when he woke up, he would go through his body and he would dedicate each part of his body to the Lord. He would say, Lord, as I wake up today, as I plant my feet on the ground, as I put my feet on your earth, I wanna begin today, Father God, by dedicating myself to you because I wanna live in a manner that's worthy of you and pleasing to you. And then he would go through each part of his body piece by piece and he would dedicate it to the Lord. He'd say, Lord, I give you my mind today. I sacrifice and dedicate my mind to you. Go all the way through his body. I give my ears to you today. I dedicate my eyes to you today. I give you my feet and my legs and my arms today. Father God, I wanna walk in a manner that's worthy of you and I walk in a way that's pleasing you. So this is exactly what Paul and Timothy were praying. He says, I'm praying that God will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him with all spiritual wisdom and understanding, verse nine. And then in verse 10, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Listen now, I love this next phrase, to please Him in all respects. Isn't it a beautiful thought to recognize that you can please God? I mean, think about it. It's not just about raw obedience with no emotion, but Paul has this revelation that we can live in such a way that we listen, please God. If you think about somebody pleasing someone, doesn't that accompany emotion? In other words, if somebody does something that pleases you, isn't there in connection with that act a pleasure that you're feeling in your heart? There's a joy. And so it's just a beautiful thing to recognize that our relationship with God actually brings him pleasure. Paul says, I'm praying that you'll have this gift of discernment so you can walk in a way, listen, that pleases God. When you and I realize that we can actually move God, that we can move God's heart, that we can either add to his happiness or we can grieve him. The scripture says that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We read in the book of Genesis that God grieved the earth that he created because men's hearts were always filled with wickedness and violence. So think about it, every act that we take, every thought that we have, everything that we're saying is either pleasing God meaning it's bringing him joy and happiness, or we can grieve him, which actually is like an arrow in his heart. It wounds him. So we wanna develop this supernatural consciousness that we're actually either bringing God's pleasure 
or were wounding him and grieving him. You see, this is why the scripture tells us in Revelation 19 that the aim to which our relationship is bringing us to is the marriage supper of the Lamb, Revelation 19. Rejoice and be glad for the marriage supper of the Lamb has come. So when you think about our relationship with Father God and King Jesus culminating in a marriage supper, and when you think what a marriage supper represents or what a marriage ceremony represents, a marriage party, it represents extreme joy and absolute unity, communion, and intimacy. This is what our relationship with God is flowing into, a deeper and deeper abiding relationship with Him. Listen, where we're giving God's pleasure and adding to His happiness, and He is fulfilling you and I, beloved ones, with His own spirit, and He's touching us as we enter into a deeper and deeper relationship with Him, even emotionally. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be back shortly. But first, we'd like to address the recent events in Israel. Rabbi Schneider, his wife, Cynthia, and my family and I were in Israel when the terrorist attacks began. Multiple flights were canceled and at times we hurried to bomb shelters as we scrambled to find a way home. We've all returned now from Israel safely and we are so grateful for God's provision and his covering. And thank you to many of you who prayed for us as word spread. It's hard to describe a tragedy that's deeply affecting so many people. But now is the time for the body of Christ to rise up in prayer. Please pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the establishment of God's kingdom and ultimately Jesus' return. Please pray for the innocent lives impacted by this war. For more on Rabbi's experience in Israel, visit our YouTube channel and watch his video titled, What others may not be telling you. Thank you. Now back to Rabbi. I want you to think about this. Paul says, I want you to walk in a way, listen, that will please him in all respects. I've been touching on this and I'm saying that when we please somebody, it's emotionally satisfying to them. In other words, if my daughters do something that pleases me, with that mindset is the fact that they've done something that emotionally satisfies me. I see, I want to move us into this experience of recognizing that God has emotions. And the way you can know that God has emotions is twofold. Number one, because his word tells us, right? Jesus was full of joy. He rejoiced exceedingly. The scripture that we just read, we pleased him. I spoke about the converse reality of that, grieving the Holy Spirit. Number one, we know that God has emotions because the scriptures speak about this reality, this phenomenon. But the second reason you and I can be sure that the God that we're in relationship with has emotions and he has feelings for you, the reason you know he has emotions is because, listen, you've been created in his own image and you have emotions. So the reason you have emotions is because you're created in God's own image and he has emotions. So I want us to just kind of come out of this mindset of just, we're gonna trudge through it. We're, we're gonna be obedient. We're just gonna do, no, it's more than that. There's a pleasure that takes place as we choose to love God and obey him. So we continue on and Paul and Timothy pray. I'm praying that you'll have the spiritual gift of discernment. So you'll walk in a manner, listen, worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. He continues, bearing fruit in every good work. 
I want to just focus on that phrase, bearing fruit in every good work. I want you to hear, Jesus spoke about giving talents to his people in his kingdom. He said some people got five talents, some people got 10 talents, some people got one talent. But the point of the parable of the talents that Yeshua told was that we need to be taking the talents that he's given us and working with them and using them to do good works, to extend his kingdom so that when we face him, if he gave us one talent, now we've got five talents or 10 talents, or at least we've doubled it by having two talents. In each one of the examples that Yeshua gave, he was expecting the one that had given him talents to do something with the talents that they had been given and to multiply them, listen now, through doing good works. So listen what Paul and Timothy are praying for his people once again, that you will bear fruit in every good work. We should be conscientiously doing good works. The scripture actually tells us that God has prepared beforehand good works for you and I to walk in. In other words, every day we're to be looking for those doors and creating opportunities to do good works, to love somebody in Jesus' name. Jesus said once again, not a glass of cold water given in his name, praying for people in Yeshua's name. So I wanna just stress to you, beloved ones, that we need to come out of this mentality of just seeking our own pleasure to develop a warrior mentality that every day when our feet hit the ground in the morning, we're looking at how can we serve you today? Father, how can we walk in a manner that's worthy of the calling? How can we please you today? Father, I know that you're going before me creating good works. And so when I say creating good works, I should probably specify that for a moment. Sometimes God opens the door and it's just right there. All we have to do is walk through it and do something in Jesus' name, either just loving somebody, doing something good for somebody, praying for somebody. God opens the door, it's so easy, we're right there. Those are the good works that Paul is speaking that will increase in good works. But sometimes, beloved ones, listen, because you've been born of the Spirit of God, you've been given the ability to create, to create something out of nothing. You can create good works. In other words, you're in a conversation with a group of people and everything they're talking about is worldly. Everything is secular. Well, listen, you can interject into that conversation, speak the kingdom, speak life into that conversation. If they're gossiping about somebody, you could change that by speaking words of creative life and saying, you know what? This person and name a good quality about this person or do something that would lift the conversation from the realm of darkness and negativity into the realm of light, thereby dispelling the darkness. You and I have been born of the Spirit of God. We have a supernatural ability, listen, beloved ones, to even be used to create good works. I notice sometimes when I'm traveling the world and I go into areas where the kingdom of God has not fully spread, oftentimes the economic level of the people that are living there is at a low standard. The reason for that is, is that when we're born again, we have the ability to create. And so we create a good economy. We create jobs. We create inventions that bring forth prosperity. You and I have the ability wherever we go, listen, to use the spirit of creativity. And I, right now, I just wanna speak over you in the spirit. Father God, I thank you for your children, Daddy, that you love so much today. 
And I thank you, Father, that we're born of your spirit and that your spirit is a creative spirit. Even as Jesus told the man with the withered arm to stretch forth his hand, and as he did, that arm grew. So too, Father, your spirit lives in us. And as we're yielded to you, you're gonna create good things around us. So as I speak, Father, over your people, I declare over them today that as they're open to you, the spirit of eternal life that resides within them is gonna come forth through them to create light even where there's darkness wherever they go. I want you to hear me, beloved. You are supernatural. You carry creative life. The eternal spirit of God himself lives in you. And as you walk in boldness and walk in obedience, walk in a manner that's worthy of your calling, make your heart's ambition to please the Lord, you're gonna create light in the darkness wherever you go. People are gonna see Jesus in you. People are gonna put their faith in him because of you. Listen, you're a pioneer. You're a winner. You're a conqueror. The boldness of Father is on you. Jesus lives in you. You have domain wherever you go. And I wanna charge you today and challenge you in the love of God, live in such a way that you're manifesting the kingdom wherever you go. You can and you will as you fully give your heart to King Jesus. God bless you and shalom. We can make a difference. Beloved, we can make a difference. And Rabbi, I believe this word that you brought today truly imparts the revelation, the power and the authority that we have as believers over the environment that's a fallen world that we go into. There's no question about it. When we are abiding in the Spirit, we influence the environment. Yes. Because the Spirit has authority over the natural world. So when we're walking in the Spirit, it changes the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, the scripture says, for example, Cynthia, honey, that a gentle answer turns away wrath. Mm -hmm. So this is just an example of how the Spirit influences the natural world. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about. The right. Spirit of creativity is transforming the environment. Amen, that is so true. And you know, the Lord spoke to me, He said, don't worry about the negative spirit that you're going into. The spirit of myself that's in you, the good spirit, has power and authority. And I tested him in that. And I watched as I walked into an environment of gossiping and walked in the spirit of Father God's love and his encouragement and his positive love that he has for his people. And it transformed the environment. Yeah. And he showed me over and over again that his spirit within us truly does have power and authority. It just makes the other negative spirit run out of our presence. Yeah, even many people that have invented scientific and medical breakthroughs, they talk about they just had a eureka moment. They were just, you know, contemplating the universe or thinking about God, and suddenly an idea came to them. It's made manifest in the flesh, and then as that manifestation is worked out of the flesh, we have scientific breakthroughs. Beloved, keep your focus on God and you're gonna bear much fruit and walk in victory in your life.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and our Bible teacher is Rabbi Schneider, and we've been learning about how you can create with God. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, or if you'd like to hear today's message again, please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And you know, we are so blessed by your love and your support, and it's through the financial help of our faithful listeners that millions of people around the world are touched and ministered to. And we'd love for you to join with us as we spread the good news of Yeshua, Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, with the whole world. And now here is Rabbi once again. Thank you for receiving today's word. I'm going to the book of Galatians, the sixth chapter and the sixth verse. It says, the one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. The one who has taught the word should share all good things with the one who teaches him. Beloved, I just want to ask you for your help today. It costs us so much money to do what we're doing. We have to pay for every broadcast. We're reaching people all over the world. I just got done earlier today looking at my emails and they forwarded to me all these testimonies that are coming in from all over the world of people who are coming to the Lord for the first time. People are being set free from addictions all because they're getting the revelation that you got today, beloved one, of the love of God. So when you sow seed into this ministry, you're sowing seed into good ground. And beloved, you'll be a partner with God in the truth. I want to ask you for your financial support and to become a monthly partner with the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved, God bless you today. And thank you so much for your help. To give a financial gift today, simply go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call us at 800-777-7835. Or you can give a gift of any amount today when you donate through the Rabbi Schneider app. Just click on the donate button in the middle of the home screen and then follow the simple instructions right there. Or you can also send your gift in the mail when you write to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And we are so grateful for every single gift that we receive. And as our way of saying thank you for your financial gift, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's available as a digital download. And we'll make sure that our current newsletter that's filled with updates and special announcements and offers is sent directly Directly to your home. And once again, you can give when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now before we wrap up today's message, let me remind you that if you haven't seen Rabbi Schneider on YouTube, you should take a few minutes to explore that channel, or you can find his messages on Roku, Fire TV, or on Apple TV. You can learn more about the variety of ways that you can see and hear Rabbi. Just go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And finally, Creativity comes by prayerfully spending time in the Word, but sometimes we're not sure how to pray. And that's why Rabbi's book, a companion to this message we heard today, The Key to Answered Prayer, it'll help you learn to pray with confidence. It's available at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Let's wrap up today's message from Rabbi Schneider titled, How You Can Create with God with a Special Prayer. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh, God Almighty, our creator and maker. 
So receive God's blessing into your life right now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider helps you discover how to receive God's wisdom. That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.